The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. This is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Whenever there is a crisis, in a community, a nation, or a culture. Whenever there is great tension or confusion or chaos, someone, perhaps more than just one, but someone or some group will be called upon to confront it. Someone who could not do it on their own power, but with the power and grace given by God, is able to do something they could not naturally do. That will vary from century to century, from era to era. But we've seen it happen in the church. St. Leo the Great, the barbarian invasions. St. Bernard. St. Dominic, St. Francis, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Bridget, St. Ignatius of Loyola, and so on down through history to our own time. But what if 
the damage. What if the crisis, the confusion and the chaos involve the entire cosmos, all of creation, all that is, going far beyond our own experience to the end of the universe, then what do we do? Who will God call upon to deal with that? Who will be summoned? And if it's so serious, so endemic, so total, that all of creation has been weakened, not destroyed because we can't do that, that God himself must enter into his creation. How? Who will he call? The woman. The woman. Someone will have to break the cycle. We saw at the beginning what happened with our first parents. Remember, God didn't bring sin and death into the world. We did. It wasn't his idea. Our first parents, and God confronts Adam. Adam blames it on Eve. Eve blames it on the serpent. But it's there, the crisis, the chaos. God's creation has been marred, and only he can do something about that. We cannot. But he calls the woman. How often in history have we seen him deal with insignificant people? or nations. We've seen that in the Old Testament and ever since. So we pick someone completely insignificant, unknown, seemingly without any power whatsoever as the means by which he will enter into his creation. But she will not have the stain of original sin that we have, which is really an emptiness. We say we refer to original sin as something. She isn't stained. No, she isn't Original sin is an emptiness. We've lost the divine life. But she will be conceived with it. She will have the divine life. The very first moment of her conception, of her existence as a person, she will have that life. And she then can give to God a human nature in which to suffer and die for humanity, to redeem us. She can do that. Because not only was she conceived without sin, but her life was always a yes. Today's gospel. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. The angel departed from her. The angel done his duty. The angel could return, angel could return to God. She must now uh, take on that herself. And she does. This woman. And it's quite amazing that God chooses who God chooses but she should become the mother now of all the living through grace. And the Lord will now redeem us. But we too, in our own lives, experience this, as Mary did, through the Eucharist. If we are in the state of grace, we bear Jesus Christ in us, into the world in which we live. We carry him in ourselves. We are visible signs of his presence. And again, Mary is the mother of all those who will bear him until the end of time. St. Ambrose wrote a beautiful reflection on this. 
I would like to read to you today. Pardon me, St. Anselm did this, not St. Ambrose. Uh, and he said, God then is the father of the created world, and Mary the mother of the recreated world. God is the father by whom all things were given life, and Mary the mother through whom all things were given new life. For God begot the Son through whom all things were made, and Mary gave birth to him as the Savior of the world. Without God's Son, nothing could exist. Without Mary's Son, nothing could be redeemed. Truly the Lord is with you, to whom the Lord granted that all nature should owe as much to you as to himself. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Mother and trusting in your mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always respond to the grace given to them at baptism. For the healing and strengthening of the Church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, dedicated to the Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception, we will listen to the voice of God coming to us and respond with courage and conversion, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that they may know that in their sufferings they are proclaiming the kingdom of God and responding to his grace. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost grace, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, from conception to natural death, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocation as a priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will respond in grace to what they have self, themselves have received, for a greater reverence for the grace of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having received the grace of their orders, they may then proclaim the kingdom to others, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our response to the Lord will always be that of Mary, as we recognize her as our mother, we pray to the Lord. Lord we now join our prayers to those of the Mother of God as we sing. <laughs> 